Hi everyone, welcome back to the Hood Chronicles. I'm Carla and that's Lauren. Hello! We will be sharing our thoughts and perceptions on the materials, we, on the materials we've read for the episode. And just to be clear, we will not be reading the book on the podcast, that is illegal. We will discuss our impressions of the book or whatever article we've read and potentially quote some sections. And our book for this month is called The Assessment of Functional Living Skills. And Lauren is going to guide you through it. Thanks, Carla. Shane, Carla's unwell, mm. guys, so you've got to be kind to her. Um, oh, so she's yes, and, and just to be Yeah. Yeah, like, no, it's fine. And just so everyone knows, this is not a three-month-long cold. We're yeah. just recording in advance. <laughs> she's not that poorly. Like, yeah, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> she's also tough, guys. She's Portuguese. Um, yeah. Okay, so the title of our book is The Assessment of Functional Living Skills by James W. Parting, Partington sorry, and Michael M. Mullier. Mullier. M- Mullel- Mullel- <laughs> <laughs> M- like it is. What? It sounds German to me. So, Mullier. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, we're sorry, so sorry. Sorry. Um, it's terrible. And he's a doctor as well. Okay. So... Okay, so there are six different assessment tools part of this whole group of books. So it's quite confusing. I'm going to try my best to make it as simple as possible. But basically, like we had the ABLES last time, um, this is one book, but it has many different protocols to choose from. Okay, so it's got its umbrella, and under the umbrella are these different assessment tools. So we have six. Um, different assessment books, namely we have basic living skills, home skills, community participation skills, school skills, vocational skills, and independent living skills. And of course, the seventh is the guide, okay, that helps you understand all the content. A bit about our authors. So, same guy as our Abel's book, so James W. Partington. I, I try to find different, slightly different information, so it won't be the same. <laughs> so, hopefully this is also as exciting as the Abel's one. Um, he's a PhD, he's a board-certified behavior analyst with a doctoral level, and he's the director of Behavior um, Analysts Incorporated, um, and provides training and clinical services to other professionals, educators, as well as children and their families. So, he's a practitioner, but he's also a trainer. Um, He's also a licensed psychologist with over 40 years of experience working with children with autism, um, language delays, and other and or other developmental disabilities. Um, He's internationally recognized as a leader in the field um, of behavior analysis with an expertise in language-based interventions. So he's actually really interesting because not only does he have the behavior analyst um, um, understanding, but he's really specifically language-based interventions, which is, you know, they marry quite nicely together. Um, he's also known for his work with teaching parents and professionals about practical evidence-based procedures, um, which is necessary for effective edu- educational interventions. Um, I got this information from his website, um, which is the Partington Behavior Analyst. So if you want to do any more information there, have a look. Um, and then we have Michael M. Mullier. I don't know how to say it. I'm hoping that's right. He's also a PhD. Um, he's also a board-certified behavior analyst with doctoral level. Um, and he has dedicated his practice to applied behavior analysts um, analysis with children with autism in homes and schools, sort of in state residential facilities, 
group homes, clinics, and other community, community settings for over 20 years. So this guy knows his game, hey? Um, Dr. Malia research um, includes parent and teacher training and functional analysis and behavioral assessments in school settings, pediatric feeding disorders, compliance training, discrete trial, and errorless learning, along with um, reducing multiple behavioral changes demonstrated by children with autism. So both have really great grasp of um, the content and language-based interventions as well as ABA. Um, sorry if you hear a dog barking. It's um, I can't make it be quiet, so sorry. <laughs> um, what is the topic? Basically, it's similar to the ABLES in it's a way of assessing and tracking teaching functional living skills. So not only is it um, language and learning skills, but it's functional living skills. So now when we say functional living skills, we're talking about functional academics, okay, being able to use money or to budget and to know how to time things to manage your own time and to be able to be on time. So you know that you need 15 minutes to get to the train station in order to catch the train, um, to be able to read the time at the train station, to catch the correct train. Um, some of these skills also include being able to independently brush your own teeth, um, getting dressed or choosing their own clothes, taking a shower or a bath, preparing basic meals for themselves, knowing how to purchase um, and budget for preparing a simple meal, and maintaining and cleaning a household. Okay, so I just put a, put a lot of those ones in because I think that people think that functional living skills are a lot more academic than when we talk about real, functional, real-life skills. So that's why I put in some examples. So, you know, maths is great, and being good at maths is great, but actually how we functionally use maths day-to-day -day is mostly about time and money, really. I mean, there's some other things in problem-solving, but that you can also teach problem solving in other ways. Um, and then I got a quote from their website, which is from um, James W. Partington, who, and I thought I'd put this in because I think it's really powerful. It's a, and, it's, and I quote, the more you teach them now, the less you'll have to do later support, you'll have to do later to support him later. Okay, so basically, the more you do, the more you teach, the more you encourage, the less you're going to have to help these people later or pay someone to help them later, which I thought, is a very powerful statement and should be lived by, basically, for some of our special mm. needs communities. Um, who is it for? Who's this book for or this assessment group of tools for? It says parents and professionals. I think it can be helpful for both um, as you can help, you know, you understand how much we forget about independence. Um, I think it's easy to talk about independence, but teaching it is actually really difficult. And all the levels involved with teaching different forms of independence. Um, being able to run your own household, it looks very different from living in assisted care. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's great because it also has vocational skills. So if you're going to have a career, what is it going to look like? Or a job, how are you going to do that? Um, and the website, as I mentioned in the Abel's um, Hoot Chronicles, also has great um, resources. Same website, so that's um, Partington Behaviour Analysts. I can't actually remember what the website is. Oh, no, so yes, partingtonbehavioranalyst.com. It has an A4 section. That's the assessment of functional living skills. And you can click on the different tabs for, I think I mentioned this last time, for professionals or educators or parents and caregivers. So it tailors your questions or the material based on the audience, which I think is mm. really, really useful. Um, That's really cool. Exactly. So like, um, and it explains how it can be useful for all those different levels. So if you're a professional or you're an educator. Um, so 
how the how to, and then one of the questions is how do I know which pro protocols I need or the questions are more specific for different tabs but I thought that was really helpful when I looked at it because I was looking at I'm a professional and I would use it but if I was a parent what information would I need from that website so have a look at it it's really 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 good um a brief summary of contents this is obviously difficult to do because there are several books that, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> um but due to the focus of the books, one can choose which one, you know, you'd be most useful and helpful. Um, I looked at some of the content for, let's say, school skills. So I said, for example, school skills will have mostly school-based skills, namely class. These are different sections. We've got classroom mechanics, routines and expectations, meals at school, social skills, technology, common language, I'm sorry, common knowledge, core academics and applied academics. Okay, so they've got different levels in there. And you can see meals at school is also a school skill, but it also could be in another book. Um, but I think it's a really good one to have in this context. Um, the basic living skills includes things like self-management, basic communication, dressing, toileting, bathing, health and safety, health, safety and first aid, and nighttime routines. Um, the other protocols contain relevant areas and levels. I think the one thing I think is amazing that you can choose the ones that you think is most important or the one you think that you need the most at the time, use it. And then if you feel that you need more, then you can just get the next assessment tool. Um, so yeah, I really am a big fan of this, um, this book. So I, yes, I did enjoy it. I think they're amazing and really helpful. I use them extensively yeah. with my older clients um, mm -hmm. who need more real life skills and pure academic skills. Um, and if they needed more academic skills, it would be purely functional academic skills. So, which I mentioned before, time and money, um, which can be used in real life situations. Uh, I've said it here. Using it, using money, finding the right money, or using a debit card, telling the time, budgeting time to get to the train station. You know, budgeting time to catch the bus. How long is the journey going to be? How much time do we need to get to where we're going? These are all skills that we just take for granted. They're really hard to teach. And they're really hard to actually expose someone to. Um, but they are, yeah. Um, I think, again, like the ABLES, I think the criteria between steps or between, between the little building blocks of um, achievement criteria can be too vague or not descriptive enough. Now, I don't know if that's purposeful. Um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, um, but I can also appreciate this could be really difficult um, to do because sometimes there's progress within a goal, but you don't really achieve the criteria. But yeah, I mean, you can't appeal to every single person that's going to be using this assessment tool. So I do, I can appreciate that that would be difficult, but I do sometimes think that's really tricky. And sometimes the goals aren't explained very well. Like it's like user's debit card and you're like, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That you know? is very true. So some of it's not very descriptive, but again, I don't know if that's because it's supposed to be like that or whether that reaches more people. So it's easier to, you know, as an average. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, Carl, I don't know if you want to chime in in here, but I really enjoyed using them. I mean, I I love A Fools. I don't have them at the moment. I actually need to buy them. Because uh, I use them in the past and they're just so good. I just love... Because for me, uh, with the AFOLs, I like to use it for ideas. Mm. And I then... Like you said about, uses debit card. But then it doesn't explain, like, if they need a, you know, 
like the actual i for example i I would take that target and then i would make my own task analysis on yeah so it is great when you when you're like okay what's the next step i should do in this you know in this area and the book does have a lot of targets are really good for you to implement so yeah you know i think it's a good very good i love this book these books yeah i think they're good like you just saying they're good starting points so i would and some of the things you forget about you know you forget about these things and then when you're in the situation you're like oh yeah you really do actually need to focus on that so yeah i think it's good for ideas and i think it's good for also thinking about what real independence looks like or what independence looks like for this client um and using that to tailor around them which i think is what assessment tools also can help you do so yeah thank you very much guys are you know um where can we get it the physical book you can buy from eBay again seventy two fifty nine and Amazon um would also be sixty seven thirty five, um but again the same like the Ables like go to the website because they have a lot of content on there you can pick and choose which ones you think are the the right ones again there are seven and they'd be more expensive um I don't actually know the price of each one I think you can buy a group or whatever and again you're going to pay for postage it's a bit tricky to figure out how much each one is to be honest, um. But yeah, I think they also have that deal where you can buy the manual online and then pay a certain amount. Um, but yeah, I did find it a bit tricky to find a bit more information about that. But again, have a look at the website. That's partingtonbehavioranalyst.com. And that's the American spelling, so no U in behavior. Um, but also <laughs> the same thing. Sorry, I have this because I have an issue when I do hashtags as social media. I have to do both American and English. Because otherwise we miss an audience. <laughs> um, so I, and yeah, anyway. Um, I think the issue is also that you can't find these books in many places. A bit like the Ables. Um, and they are expensive. But they, I think, are worth it if you if you need ideas and you have clients that can use them. And especially if you, and I wouldn't, don't wait till they're older to start doing this stuff. Start incorporating it early on to the, into their programs. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, guys, and we hope that you enjoyed the information we've provided today on AFOLS. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, because we work work through December, we're gonna take a little break. So we'll be back in March with another episode of the Hood Chronicles. Yay! So please, yeah, we deserve it. Like L'Oreal, we deserve it. <laughs> um. So rate, like, and subscribe. It does really help us out if you make a comment or if you subscribe to us, you know, to get more people noticing us. Uh, we're on Instagram at ABA underscore owls, chirping with ABA owls on iTunes, Podbean, another place where you get your pod- podcast from, Facebook, we're ABA owls, or you can just drop us a, le- a little email, a weeby email, uh, aba.owls.uk at gmail.com. And if you have any suggestions or questions, we welcome them. So thank you and we'll see you back in March. Thanks. Bye.